Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. All right, leaders, welcome to week one of Life, Making the Most of It. We're going to unpack this week's sermon together, looking at the questions and how you can navigate them best within your group. Um, when we have a, a new series, we also have a series overview, which we recorded and it should have been released uh, on Wednesday uh, with Eric Geiger. We're so excited that Eric is back from study break and kicking off this sermon series with us together. And we got uh, a chance to hear from him a little bit of his study break and where he's excited to be leading uh, the church through God's word over the course of this next year, uh, but also an overview to this uh, sermon series uh, life. So make sure you go back and listen to that before you listen to this one. And then you can jump in as we're going to now with week one. I'm here with uh, Dallas, and we are going to have a great conversation looking at week one of the series. Week one, new series. That's it, dude. New series. What are you excited about this series, man? It's um, it's kind of the first of August, which sort of feels like if you're not back to school yet, it's like orientation. Late in August, September, but yeah, the 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 landing gear is coming down for a lot of people. We're getting back into our rhythms. Yeah, seeing more people like coming back. Vacations are slowing down. Life's getting back into rhythm. Mm-hmm. July was a heavy travel month for so many people in our church, volunteers, yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah and we're back. Yeah, we're back, man. Things are things are running. And there's a temptation when things get running um, that our calendars get so full and we are dictated by what's on our calendar and the alerts and we could fill our life up with busyness and tasks and schedules all, all day long. And it's not very often that we get these moments to actually stop and take inventory and say, okay, and I love that we're doing this in the sermon series. Like, how do I steward well this one life, which is but a vapor yeah. that that I have? And how do I steward that towards things that are meaningful, make an impact, they're eternal? And so that's what we're looking at throughout this entire series. And, and this week, we're looking at how do we make the most of our of our time? The, the most of our time. Precious resource. Zip. Our time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it goes it goes quickly. I mean, you and I are both are our parents. My my kids are a little bit older than than, than yours, um, but I'm sure you've got markers with both of your well, kids. And it's like, wow, what happened? Yeah, it's. I mean, it kind of goes into that first question too. Like, what experiences or what reminds you of that? Mm-hmm. We have a screensaver when we're watching TV and it goes idle, and a screensaver pops up and it's pictures of when my kids were little my kids are four and two yeah so for me when they were little like when i'm holding them in my arms and then i look at them running down the hallway and it's whoa that felt like it was the other day in time it's just removing yeah same same for us like there are so many that we don't even watch shows on tv we just let the photo reel go and it's the same thing looking back from years and years ago and you know, it's the cliche thing, but it's true that life moves so quickly. And I know Eric talks about that quite a bit and with his two, his two girls right now. Yeah. He's, he, I think he's mentioned he's been here for five years and, um, and his role as a senior pastor at Mariners. And in the next five years, both of his daughters will have graduated high school. That's, that's crazy. We're right there too, with a 14 year old and, and an eight year old. So life moves quick. So that, I think that's it for us too. What experiences have reminded you, reinforced you that life is short? Well, the experience of just being yeah that's it for sure and even for the non-parents too you know yeah yeah back to a job that you have just think back five years ago what was different from 
for some of us, it's, it's, uh, you know, the way we were in shape five years ago, like, oh, I would die to be in that shape again. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is that, is that you? Is that true for your story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to feel like where I didn't have to ice my knees after going for a walk, you know, like just look back. So even if you aren't a parent, like there's so many things that have happened over time. Like, you just look over your shoulder, look back. Yeah. Whatever the situation is, whether it's great and memorable and everything else, or whether it's complex and hard or difficult, we can, um, overstate what's going on in the immediacy that we lose lose sight of like the grand story, the eternal story. And I think that's what this uh, sermon series is going to help us to, mm-hmm. to make the most of life, to steward it well, the things that we have in front of us. Yeah. All right. So let's um, look at the passage. It is Psalms 39, one through seven. And then there's a few questions here. Um, we're going to unpack what we learned about David, what was troubling David, um, how did David respond to the profound thought burning within him? Was this, why is his response a good model to us? Another look down question here is, what did David learn as a result of leaning into God with these thoughts about life's brevity, about the shortness of life? So there's a few questions. I'll read the passage and we'll interact with it here. It's Psalms 39, 1 through 7. It says, I said, I will guard my days so that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle as long as the wicked are in my presence. I was speechless and quiet. I kept silent, even from speaking good, and my pain intensified. My heart grew hot within me. As I mused a fire burnt, I spoke with my tongue, Lord, make me aware of my end and the number of my days so that I will know how short-lived I am. In fact, you have made my days just inches long, and my lifespan is as nothing to you. Yet every human being stands as only a vapor. Yes, a person goes out about like a mere shadow. Indeed, they rush around in vain, gathering possessions without knowing who will get them. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. So what do you learn about what is troubling David? What's the thought that he has? And what can we learn about that? I think the verses four through six, how, how short life is. Imagine like that verse one through three, like how, how troubled he was and everything is holding back, uh, my tongue, guarding my mouth, being speechless, being quiet. Like imagine if we all had that too, when we are so troubled within, but it's the, it's the shortness, shortness of life. It's, it's a vapor. Right. Yeah. And so he's, he's coming into that realization of, and he says it in a, in a, it's not, I don't think it's a um, mindset of, um, defeatedness or in, in desperation. It's, it's stating the fact that he's realizing that you've made my days. My lifespan is, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a vapor that he's coming to the realization that my pursuits, everything that I have, it's not, not everything. There's so much more beyond yeah. the short term of my life. And I want to, and then I love what he says to turn uh, now, Lord, what do I wait for? Well, it's not defeat. It's, it's recognition that my hope is in you. Well, this is true. My hope, my hope is, my hope is in the, um, the span of, of my life. I want to stir it up. Well, but my hope is, is ultimately. Cool. Let's, um, let's turn into the lookout then. Uh, a couple questions here. It says, how might someone who does not believe in God respond, uh, to a long contemplation on the brevity of life? <laughs> what conclusions would they draw and how would those conclusions compared with David and with R? So it's a long way sort of saying, you know, for those that maybe don't believe in God, 
how do they respond to the shortness of life, even the meaning, the purpose of life? How, how do they interact with it? And how is that different from what David says? Yeah. And it might even be like, how, what can you think of in your life too? Like that uh, thinks differently on this. So it's the people who view life as this is, this is it. There's nothing past this. Like my purpose is in my insert title, insert parenting, insert, you know, whatever it is that that's my purpose. But if you are a follower of Jesus, you know, that all of that will fail. Like that will never, that will never satisfy you when you make that your purpose. Right. So it's the sooner you can give up that title and put your hope in him. I love that David said that the more you start to see the purpose of life and that life is so much more like there's a whole nother, like in John, Jesus is gone. He's prepared a way for us and prepared a place for us that this is life is so much more. This is so small in comparison to all of eternity. Yeah. And I think, um, a lot of times in culture too, we, we want to avoid the conversation about, about death too, and about the shortness of life. And so one of the ways that we may do that is we pile on the successes, the pleasure seeking. We try to make so much of the significance of everything that's happening now. And then we get pulled in so many different directions. And then we realize like, wow, actually where, where is the impact? Like I've been busy trying to do so much that I've actually done very little. Yeah. Um, and if there is, um, a lack of belief that there's more beyond than what we, than what we see, then that can be a very desperate place that's not filled with hope. And so you're right. In Jesus, we have hope that he's with us now, but also that what we see now is not that there is, that we make the most of our time and we will also enjoy him for all of time, for all, for all of eternity. And it's great. We, uh, we read this book, uh, like a year or two ago, spiritual leadership as an astrology. And the author said something along the lines of God has given you all the time that you need to complete the full will he has set out for you. Like just thinking about that, how you use your time, how you perceive time, um, and even how you perceive your purpose in there. God has given you all the time that you need to complete the will that he has for your life. So it's, it's one, like recognizing every decision you make and two, recognizing that he has a purpose for your life. It's just so much greater than what you could ever comprehend. Yeah, that's, that's that Ephesians 2.10, right? You are God's hand. You were created in advance to do the good works, which he has planned for you. Um, and he gives you this life to, to outwork that, that opportunity to outwork that. And so then the lean in question or the look in question is then, okay, what are the things then that are a restraint on your time? What are the things that you need to lose in order to make the most of the time that you have? And not necessarily thinking about, you know, 24 hours in a day. Yep. And that's, there's two different ways to define time. Eric talked about that in the message. And the chronos, which is the literal 24 hour span yep. of time. Then there's the keros, which is like the lot of time of one's life. And how do you yep. make the most of that? So uh, with that in mind, what are the things that you need to lose in order to make the most of that? Uh-huh. How would you interact with that? Um, I think I would interact in a unique way only because I've, I read that book and yes, so like moved by it that every year I get away in the month of July and I start writing out all the things that I did. So, Hey, what did I do quarter by quarter? What are all the things that I did? And you start to see themes of, well, look at how much time I wasted doing this and it produced no for like, I was so selfish here and I'm starting to see themes. So it's, it might even be a challenge for you as a leader 
to one, go through that process, walk through different stages. If you want to give yourself homework, like walk through that. Where, what are the things that, that are taking up so much time? And maybe you can challenge your group to, to do that. Take some time, journal. What are all the things you did? Was I wasting time? Was, was this going towards a bigger purpose? Um, things like that. So that I would interact with it that way only because I, I just went through that's this really, process. I love that. Man, it's really helpful. Like the first step of that is, is inventory. Look back. Yeah. Take inventory. And then you could have a conversation around impact. Like, okay, given how I spent my time, what what's the measurement of that? What's the impact of that negatively and positively on yourself and on others? Where is the yeah. deficit? But we can get so stuck into the routine and we're there, right? This is the yeah. beginning of fall and things are marching on that you can just go and the, the mode of operation doesn't, doesn't change unless you take inventory. Yeah. We talk about the impact and have a right orientation around the life that you've been given and how to steward it well for, for God's kingdom. That's great, man. Super helpful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's a uh, week one. We'll be back here with you next week. And um, next week we're going to talk, we'll tip you off on that a little bit now. Um, next week there's going to be a volunteer uh, expo. So it's going to be um, a conversation around making the most of your gifts. And there's going to be a moment for you to respond uh, in service and after service, joining a team, learning more about those teams. And uh, then we also have a volunteer ex, uh, sorry, uh, equip night that's coming up on uh, August 16th. We just talk about that real quick for life group leaders. And yeah, they should have, re- you guys all received already an invite to that, but what to expect on that equip night, August 16th. Yep. Equipping, training, uh, it's getting everybody together. There's something about getting all of our leaders together under one roof yeah. that is just, it's magical, at least for me on my side. I love it. Yeah. And then we're going to have breakouts. So we're going to invite all of our life group leaders. We're going to invite all of you to a breakout where we're going to talk about what it means being a life group leader yeah. and to brush shoulders with other leaders. So this is a night that is designed for you. Right. We hope that you walk away empowered and equipped to do the work of the ministry. We are equipping the saints. Lots of Ephesians references. Yeah. And so if you haven't signed up yet, uh, check your inbox. There'll be an email attached to the Life Group Leader Weekly. There'll be a link attached to that. Uh, it's going to be a great night. It's all congregations, too. So all of our congregations gathered across all of our different teams and yeah. all the different areas. And as Dallas mentioned, we'll have a dedicated breakout space for Life Group Leaders. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you there on August 16th. All right, guys, thanks for joining us, joining us, and I'll catch you on this next week. 